Hey, I'd love to have you grab a Bible, you guys, underneath. I didn't put, uh, I think I have maybe one or two scriptures on the screen uh, this morning, and the rest of it is uh, I want you to be in your word because we are going to be in the habit of that um, this summer. And so love to have everybody grab a Bible. Everybody grab a Bible or a Bible device, and uh, somebody give me a, uh, well, no, we'll do that in just a sec, but um, uh, everybody grab a Bible. Don't make me point you out, okay? I, I, no, I won't. But... Um, do you, have a, do you have a Bible app, by the way, on your phone? Yeah. version is a great one. Y-O-U version, it's a great one. And uh, we would love to have you get a hold of, of, uh, of a Bible app so that you have it all the time in case you don't bring your Bible to, uh, to church. But we're entering into our summer of scriptures. This is so exciting. In fact, I'm going to come down and grab one of these brochures. Penny, is there one in front of you that I can look at? Oh, I don't need to take yours. Yeah. Um, We are, for the fifth year in a row, spending the summer doing a reading program together. And uh, these are every other seat or so in front of you. This is a brochure, a little paper brochure uh, that inside has a reading plan for the summer so that we can spend the summer reading the same passages of scriptures. And then when we come together on Sunday, preaching from one of those passages and having an experience of learning from God's word. This is a super fun thing to do together. If you're like, oh, I need something fresh. I need to know what it is that uh, I should be doing in the Bible. We'll be reading all the same passages. It's about three chapters a day and it gets us through the 11 weeks of the summer. It doesn't start till a week from tomorrow. You guys are getting the double preview here. This is before uh, we start. It's not this week, but the week after. And we're hoping people will get themselves positioned to read through. This summer in the scriptures, this time is called the story of God. We did that several years ago. The story of God, meaning it's an overview of all that God has revealed about himself from the Bible. It starts in Genesis 1 on the first day of reading, and it ends in Revelation 22 on the last day of the reading, although it's not the entire Bible, every word in it, because that would be a lot to cram into a 11 weeks, uh, but it's just an overview. It's selected passages. He would hate that I mentioned it, but that Arv Kretz actually worked really hard to pick specific passages that would give us a great overview of the scriptures, overview of the story of God. If you're like, awesome. I need to figure out something to read right now in the Bible. This is for you. If you're like, I don't, I've never sort of done an overview. This is going to be perfectly for you. And if you're like, I've never even cracked my Bible, so I'm not even sure what's in there. Like, this is going to be great because I'm going to get an orientation. I'm most excited for you that that's something that's going to happen. And so I hope you do that. And uh, in fact, if you are, if this is the first time you've cracked the Bible, I want you to email Courtney at marincovenant.org and she's going to give you a Bible. Okay. So that's how that works. We want, we're just going to get you guys set up. This is so fun to do the summer in the scriptures um, this, this summer, and it's starting pretty soon here in eight days. Um, you know, we gave away these Bibles that have like charts and graphs and introductions that these huge like study things. It's just so hard to find online, but there's these awesome, there's, and it, there's color on every page. That's what I like about it. This is my favorite Bible that I give people that they learn. They're like, this is amazing. I'm learning stuff. We gave 80 of these away earlier in the year. Do you guys, were you, some of you are recipient of one of those? Yeah. Are you using it? Do you need to give it back? All right. No, good. <laughs> Somebody, are you so sad you missed it and you wish you had this one right here that I have? Yes, right there. Who is that? Though? Is that Lane? Oh, I'm so stoked to give you that. There's color on every page. Wait, let's open a page and see what's in it. Oh my gosh, this is the beginning of the book of Ecclesiastes. Quick, everyone, tell your neighbor all you know about the book of Ecclesiastes. See, that's what I mean. You need one of these as well. There you go, Lane, that's for you. We're so glad. Okay, Lane's got a new Bible. That's so exciting. Some, you, some of you are like, I wish I had one of those, right? 
I'm gonna get some for you next week. If you want a Bible and you wanna give me anywhere between a dollar and 33.50, which is what they cost me, you can bring that money tomorrow, next week or you can Venmo, I don't know, and you can't Venmo me, that's off book, right? Uh, oh, right now, all the, the financial officers in our church are freaking out. Um, we'll have some Bibles here next week, so we're gonna give you some. All right, let's, that's what we'll do for a suggested donation with no sales tax. Okay. Summer in the Scriptures. Why are we in the Summer of Scriptures? And why did we call this, this, uh, this kind of introductory sermon here the Word of God from A to Z? Because the Word is so important in this journey that we're talking about. How in the world we say to you, let's walk with Jesus. Let's have a relationship with the God of heaven who created us and let's engage with him and let's every day spend our lives living under his calling and his love and his grace and in a, like how in the world, friends, the word of God is the thing that reveals to us everything we know about God and everything we know about the human condition and everything we know about how we can live in a relationship with him. It's God's revelation to us. And so the word of God is paramount from A to Z, start to finish, top to bottom. It is everything that we have for so many reasons. It teaches us all those things. This is the verse that, uh, that is sort of quoted about this. I quote it uh, five times a year. I, I probably pray, I kind of use words when I pray, beginning when I preach. This is 2 Timothy chapter three. This verse says, for every scripture, and this is in the message translation, every part of scripture is God breathed out. It's God inspired and it's useful one way or another. Scripture is so useful. It shows us truth, exposes our rebellion, corrects our mistakes, trains us to live God's way. Through the word, we're put together and shaped up for the tasks that God has for us. That's it, friends. This is why it's A to Z, man. This is why we want to get us in the Word every single Sunday. This is why every summer we want to get us reading the Word and uh, learning about it in-depthly because it shapes us. It helps us live the life that God has for us to live. That's what we're doing. That's what Summer in the Scriptures is about. That's why the Word is so important. And so as we prepare uh, for this summer together, I, I want to take you into Psalm 119. And so uh, that, that psalm is sort of famous for uh, 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 verse 105, which says, your word is a lamp unto my feet, right? And a light unto my path. Go ahead and turn to that in your scriptures right now, if you would. We're going to be in that chapter for the rest of our time together. And I'd love everybody to have it open in front of them. Somebody have a church Bible page number for Psalm 119? 613. In the church Bibles, 613. I want to see what I want to see what, what color is on Psalm 119 in this Bible right here. There's color on every page. Should we tell you that? Oh, my gosh. It's so great. Well, the color on this page is, is, uh, the color on this page is just these little markers about like learning. This, all this right here is telling me about the Psalms and about Psalm 119 and why it's so unique. This is like a little commentary inside here. This is like having a pastor at your desk. Better, it's like having a seminary professor who's not boring in your desk right here. Yeah, who said they didn't get one of these? Who wants this one right here? Who wants this one that I'm, oh, I saw that hand right there. All right, here we go. It's so great, this is so great. I'm so stoked for you. You're very welcome. Enjoy that. Okay, suggested donation of nothing, All right? Psalm 119, you're in Psalm 119. I want to uh, take us through this. 
If you look at it, look at uh, how many verses are in there. How many verses are in this chapter? 176. That is the longest chapter, the most verses of any chapter in the Bible. Isn't that cool? And actually, that's why I wanted to bring you there, because that's sort of a thing. That's sort of a, 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 a that, that, like it's, and, and every single verse, pick your, fa- pick a number between 1 and 176, okay? I want somebody to pick a number between 1 and 176. Okay, Patrick, what's your favorite number between 1 and 176? 100. Okay, read, read verse 100 out loud for me, would you? I have more understanding than my elders, for I obey your precepts. Every single verse in this passage talks about God's truth, his precepts, his commands, his law, his word, his teaching. Every single verse, all 176 of them. Go ahead and pick your favorite number and look at it, and you'll see that that's true, right? Do you see it? Every one of them has something to do with God's word. It's God's word from A to Z, friends. Top to bottom. And this verse, this chapter, the psalmist is going to say, I'm going to set out, I'm going to write a chapter. And by the way, it's almost directly right in the middle of the, of the word of God. It's not exactly in the middle. Uh, depending on what, what metric you use, you'll find something that's right in the middle. And that's just a lot of time for no, no reason. But anyway, it's sort of right in the center of God's word. The psalmist writes a whole chapter and says, I'm going to talk about how important God's word is from top to bottom in every season, in strength and in, and in brokenness, in, in joy and in sorrow, and in, in peace and at war. Like, I'm going to talk about how important God's word is from A to Z, and I'm going to make it the longest chapter of anybody else who's written anything in the Bible so far, so that there's this understanding of it is so important and applies everywhere. And so we have this crazy 176 verses. Eight different words are used for God's word, God's teaching, God's precepts, God's commands. There's eight different words. And it's almost like this random sort of a kaleido, it's not random, but it's like a kaleidoscope patterning of all these motifs about how God's word applies to our lives. The point being, it's so important to us. And so I named this sermon, God's Word from A to Z, kind of for two reasons when I picked this text and look at it. One is that, uh, that this passage, by the way, Psalm 119, is an acrostic. You know what an acrostic is, right? An acrostic, it's a puzzle in which certain letters form certain words. So, so like uh, a famous acrostic is, uh, you know, you might see, you know, love, right? Like, like um, uh, L is for the way you... Very well done, Frank Sinatra fans. L's for how you look at me. O is only one I see. V is very, very. I feel like Art Greco right now. I remember he did this once to you people. And then E is like something else. But love, like L stands for this, like a poem, like a kid would write it, mommy, right? M is for, right? And across, as an acrostic, this passage you have in front of you, if you look at it, do you see the little subheadings? The first subheading says what? Aleph, the second one says, eight verses later, says what? Bet. This is the Hebrew alphabet, and there's 22 sections. There's tw- it's, it's God's word from A to Z. This, the psalmist is saying, listen, this is so important. It's important on every level. In fact, you just give me, he's like, you just give me a, a letter of the alphabet, and I'm going to give you eight verses, ready, that all start with that letter. That's what's happening. You can't see it in the English. But in the Hebrew, they all, all eight verses of that first section start with Aleph. 
in the next section, all eight verses of that section start with bet and all, and then so on. He's like going, he's like, just name, just name a, a place and I'll tell you how important God's word is in that area of life. Isn't that cool? It's an acrostic. It goes all the way through. I was just thinking, I, I want to make an acrostic up right now. It's that idea of like, I can just generate, like there's just so much truth about like, you know, well, I won't. Okay, so this is an acrostic and you see why it's signifying that start to finish, top to bottom, A to Z, life is about God's word. It's about his truth. It's about his communicating that truth to us and living in this relationship with us. So it's like, wow. And then I picked this chapter because there not only is it like A to Z, but it's A to Z eight times. Like it's this over the top idea. There's no chapter of scripture that's even close to the length of this thing, 176 verses. I literally thought, here's what I'm gonna do for my sermon idea. I'm gonna start by having everybody pick a verse and we're gonna read. There's probably 176 people in this room and we're gonna read the whole thing. And I went out on my run and I had the dude reading it to me in my head and it took 18 minutes. So that's not gonna happen. In fact, it would feel so repetitive that it would be hard to retain any of the concepts, but you see the point that in its repetition, it's this kaleidoscope of patterning of this and this and this and this. That's the God's word is so significant, this is trying to teach us. It's over the top. It's like, let me count the ways, right? You know that, you know, Elizabeth Barrett Browning's uh, poem? How do I love thee? Let me try to count the ways. And that's this idea that I love thee to the depth and breadth and height of my soul. Like this idea, it's the psalmist saying, how many ways is God's word important to us? In how many kinds of places in our life does it become so significant? Let me count the ways. Height, depth, A to Z, Aleph to, what's the last one? Tal. Eight times over. You get the point? My calling us to this together, friends, is I want to illuminate some truths regarding God's word before we're over here from Psalm 119, but I want to inspire you to dig in to the scriptures together this summer. I want to inspire you to dig in. Are you there? Are you t- did you turn to, uh, to uh, Psalm 119? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot some things at you about uh, God's word. From A to Z, the word of God brings blessing. I may not get through all these, but I just want to point out the kinds of stuff that is in here. The word of God brings blessing. Look at verse one and two. I didn't put any of the scriptures up on the screen, so you're gonna have to look in your Bible. Verses one and two of Psalm 119. What's the first word it starts with? Blessed. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of God, the ways of God. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. It just starts his 176 phrases about God starts with this idea, twice he says, blessed. In other words, you're going to receive gifts. God's going to pour out gifts on you if you are in his word. This is a scriptural truth that is all the way through scripture. And it isn't just that scripture is a magic book. When you open it, blessings attack your DNA and attach themselves into your bloodstream. But it's that when we're in God's word and we begin to apply, right? and submit to this truth. When we engage with this truth in meaningful ways, that's when blessing comes, when God's fruit comes out and pours out into us. Blessing is about gifts, fruit, prospering. In fact, you see this, and just this is the only time I'll divert from 119, but flip over uh, to Psalm chapter one. So just go to the left, 118 chapters. <laughs> Somebody have a page number? 
536. Someone, 536. This is just one other place in the scriptures that talks about God's blessing coming. Do you see Psalm 1? Psalm 1, 1. What's the first word? Blessed. Blessed is the one who does not walk and step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or take seat in the company of mockers. Blessed is not that person, but verse two, but blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord. He meditates, sorry, that's an old translation, who meditates on his law day and night. That person, now look at it with me, verse three, is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, what's what's it say? Prospers. Friends, this is not rich TV preacher with a jet telling you prosperity. This is the truth of scripture that says when you plant yourself with God and delight in his truth, in his teaching, in his statutes, in his way of living, when we figure out what God wants and we align ourselves with it, we will prosper. The ways in which we're longing for life to look, fruit coming out, leaves not withering, well-watered, healthy, at rest, anchored. Those things come, the scripture says. Those blessings come from being people who are tuned into God's truth and who live by it. You with me? Man, that, that inspires me alone just to get into God's word. Flip back to Psalm 119 and don't miss it. Does it sound like what you need? That kind of blessing and fruit and well watering and not withering? From A to Z, God's word brings that kind of blessing. We've got to be people who are back in it and who live in it and who understand it. God's word brings blessing. Second thing I want to show you from Psalm 119, the word of God leads us into God's will. The word of God leads us into God's will. From A to Z, the word of God is leading us into understanding God's will. Look with me at verse 24 of Psalm 119. Verse 24. Your statutes are my delight. They are my counselors. Now, I love this. God's truth is our counselor. He's our, the counselor is the one who comes alongside and helps guide us. This is about understanding God's will. This is about finding out God's plan for us. His statutes, his truth is going to guide us. I really like this because what you see here is it isn't God's truth is going to be some sort of a law where there's going to be 10 principles. If you do them, great. And if you don't, you look out like that's not it. This whole book is about God's statutes counseling us. They walk alongside us. I always tell when people say, well, this is the God's answer book. I'm like, this is not an answer book. You may have said that. I've probably said that. But listen, this is not an answer book. It's really hard because when you look in your concordance, you can't find 15-year-old daughter. Like, you don't know how to raise your kid. Like, you can't find it. You look for it. In fact, you look under sullen. You look under sassy. Like, none of those words are in here. But... When you start reading the counsel of God's word 
and you start understanding all that we know about God and all that we know about human beings and what we can glean about parenting in here. It may not be specific to your 15-year-old daughter who goes to Drake, you know, or wherever, right? Sorry, too close for some of you. <laughs> it will counsel us in how we should walk. And that's why we delight in it, as the scripture says. Verse 24, I delight in it for it's my counselor. Let's look at one more, 32. Look a couple, page, a couple verses forward. Verse 32, I run, you see it? I run in the path of your commands for you have broadened my understanding. Does anybody else have a different translation in your Bible that you put in your lap? Yes, it says this. I run in the way or the path of your commands for you have set my heart free. That's actually a better, more literal interpretation of the Hebrew. But what it means is you've, you've opened up, I mean, actually, the most literal is you've opened up my heart. Do you hear that counsel thing again? We open our heart to God and his truth. And so what's the first line of it? So I can run in your way. Think about the freedom that comes from running God's direction. I feel like most of us spend our lives tiptoeing kind of sideways into each choice and decision we need to make, each season of life, each new big thing that comes our way because we're just not sure, man, if we're going to get walloped or if we've heard God or not. The scriptural teaching is, a to Z, man, God's word leads us into his will, it becomes our counselor. It enlarges our hearts and our hearts begin to lead us because we're walking in the truth with the spirit of God inside of us and it creates such a freedom we can run along God's path. Isn't that a beautiful thought? When I was in youth ministry, we used to do this dumb game and we, especially with junior hires, high schoolers got too smart, but we would put a, a blindfold on one of them and then give them a partner who didn't have a blindfold, and we would lead them through an obstacle course. And so you tell the one, like, you got to tell the person, turn left, turn right, go forward, you go straight, and we'd make it a race, right? Can you imagine the chaos? <laughs> and we turn the music up really loud, and everybody's screaming, and there's 60 kids, so there's 30 pairs, and 30 people yelling, and 30 people with blindfolds on. And they would just run. And I have an image, even of in this room, like a kid running, and then thinking they heard somebody say, turn right, turn right, and then they just crash right into that pole right there, just... Conk. <laughs> Nobody but junior hires would ever feel free, blindfolded, to just run toward the finish line. Am I right? When you're blindfolded, you're, you're, you're going like this. But Psalm 105, which you can look at, says, but your word? Is, what does it say? It's a lamp unto my feet and a light on my path. And so I can see to run free. Now I know this is oversimplified because it takes a while to get that clarity from the Lord, to listen and wait. But man, this is where we're headed, friends. People who are God's word people. Does that, kinda, does that sound like the kind of joy and freedom and running of being in the middle of God's will that you long for? Because the word of God, A to Z, leads us counsels us into that kind of living because we understand what he's calling us to and we know that we're on the path. That kind of freedom, I'm going to tell you it's pretty rare. And I think it's pretty rare because people have not steeped themselves in God's truth. 
So, word of God brings blessing. The word of God leads us to God's will. Third, the word of God brings wisdom. The word of God brings wisdom. Look at verse 98 of Psalm 119. This was so fun, by the way, to prepare because you know how much stuff is in this chapter. Well, uh, like a 176-point sermon. But I say what, verse 98? The word of God brings wisdom. Look at verse 98. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it day and night. Now, whenever you see the word law or commands or statutes, know that in the Old Testament, they're referring to just what they had, which was either just Deuteronomy or maybe the first five books of the Bible, the law of God. We know that, and the, and, and the way this, these words are used throughout the rest of the scriptures, we know that it's bigger than that. It's anytime God speaks and reveals his truth to us, okay? Can you hear that when you see these words? So I love your ways, God. I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Verse, was that, oh, sorry, that was verse 97. 98, your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. We're coming up on Patrick's verse here. I love this. Your commands are with me, I'm, so I'm wiser than my enemies. Verse 99, I have more insight than all my teachers because I'm meditating on your statutes and I have more in, understanding than my elders. So my enemies... My teachers, my elders, nobody has it on me because I know God's truth. That's the point that it's making. And you can, you know what, if you're a student, you can quote that to your, your chemistry teacher. So you remember wisdom, friends, what is wisdom? Wisdom is not just intelligence. Wisdom is applied intelligence. And the, 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 the connotation of the word is regarding the deepest things. Isn't that good? And the word of God brings that kind of applied intelligence about the deepest things. It brings wisdom, as the word of God calls it. We talk all about IQ, and then we say, yeah, but it isn't all about IQ. It's about what? EQ, right? Friends, this is WQ. This is wisdom quotient. And people who have wisdom quotient... Are they not just anchored? They know God. They exude fruit. They walk in his ways. They bring other people along with them. I mean, man, people who have applied God's word have this wisdom. And so we're supposed to seek it. If that's true, if God's word brings wisdom, we're supposed to seek it. Look at, um, at uh, verse uh, 147. Get a few toward the end of the chapter here. Verse 147, I rise before dawn and cry for help. I have put my hope in your word. This is such a great picture of someone looking for God's wisdom, looking for God's way, looking for God's hope, and they put their hope in the fact that God's truth will lead them there, that God's teaching about who he is, about how to walk with him, about who we are, will reveal what it is that we need it will be our counselor and guide us. This is very much related to the understanding of God's will, but it brings that wisdom. And so we're people who cry out for God's wisdom, rising before dawn and saying, God, what is it that I need to hear from you? It's almost like, like the word of God might uh, help us reveal God's will, which is what we should do. This is about how we should do it. How do I live, God? Oh, and I love the rising before dawn and crying out to him and being in his word. I know some of you are doing that. I've been on the Bible app. I've seen you, Oak, Booker, John Beams, Ben Kearns. Like I see you 
Like I get up pretty early and you've already been in the word for an hour. You're warriors, you people. Lily, I've seen you guys. Because you can do a little friend thing. Your friends know where you're reading. Do you know that, you're, that I can see you? <laughs> Rising before dawn, crying out for his help, putting, the scripture says, our hope that your word will reveal the way in which I need to go. Come on now. Does that inspire you? From A to Z, the word of God brings wisdom. If you need wisdom and understanding about how to navigate this life, I'll see you before dawn or whenever it works for you. But we got to be people in his word, trusting in his help. And I'm going to skip that last one, Mark, but uh, second to last one. Let's go to the last one. From A to Z, the last thing I want to tell you is the word of God keeps us from sin. The word of God keeps us from sin. Look at verse 9. Back toward the beginning of the chapter, verse 9. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? I love that it was young person. Oh, reading it out loud, Will. I like that. Verse 9. How can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word? Verse 10. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. Verse 11. I have hidden your word in my heart. Say it with me that I might not sin against you. His word in our hearts, not just in our heads, but his word, the scripture says, in our hearts, listen, church, keep us aligned with him. Keep us from living how we shouldn't live. Keep us from living how we don't want to live. Keep us from living in the unfruitful ways of living. It keeps us from sinning. Perfectly, no, we haven't got there yet. But it keeps us aligned with God. How does it do that? How would it do that? How would just being in God's word hidden in our hearts keep us from sinning? My thoughts on it is because the Holy Spirit, a couple quick thoughts. One, the Holy Spirit who inspired this word is illuminating it for you. And he's saying, this is the word for you today. So it's not only true, it's capital true for you. Anybody had an experience being in God's word and hearing from him? Oh, that's for me. And when you have that holy kind of encounter, not just reading for intellect, but you have that kind of holy encounter by the Holy Spirit, you are attuned and less inclined to go, whatever, God, because he has met you. And there's a healthy sense of that. that. That's how it then changes. It keeps us from sin. The second way I think it keeps us from sin, as we understand and go, oh, gosh, didn't that thing, is that there is power in it. Think about John 1 where it talks about Jesus being eternally God. The word was with God. The word was God, right? For in the beginning was the word. This is talking about Jesus. The word was with God. The word was God. Later in that chapter in John 1, 14, it says, and the word became flesh and dwelled among us. So Jesus is the living word. And then the spirit of Jesus writes this, inspires this throughout those generations and gives us the written word. So the living word who became flesh gives us the written word, friends, and meets us in it in a supernatural way. And so what's left for us, the only thing that's left for us then is to say, will I in fact submit to it? His word, the scriptures say, promises that it will not go out in vain, but will have some effect in our lives. Last verse, let me leave you with this from Psalm 55. It's that truth exactly. Look at this verse, it's up on the screen. Can we get there, Mark? For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. 
Has the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater? So it is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God's word in every season Top to bottom, A to Z, over and over and over again, times eight, will come and meet us, bringing blessing, his will, his comfort, his wisdom, all of those things, and keep us from sinning. And God says, there's power in it, and it will have that effect. I bring you guys to that again this morning to say, Will we then position ourselves this summer to receive it? And, and you could do our reading program. You can do another one. And I know some of you guys are on another one because I see you on the app. I see you. Maybe it's too much to do both reading programs. But would you dig in with this? And would you, more importantly than digging in, and I hope some of you learn a ton in your head about all the story of God, but more importantly, would you posture yourself to say, God, you bring me life. You bring me truth. You teach me about walking with you because without you, I can't do this. Without you, I shouldn't do this. And so I need your ways. These next, we have a whole week before we begin, eight days before we begin this, this process of reading together posture ourselves before the Lord, saying, come and speak to me. I'm ready to hear from you this summer. In fact, let's do that as we end our gathering today by standing and worshiping together.